With us today is Governor Kathy Hochul, and so many things are happening in New York, uh, New York State, New York City, and we're glad she's joining us on a Sunday morning to give us an update. Uh, Governor Hochul, first of all, this week you had a great week with so many good amount, a great announcements of money being spent by the MTA to extend the subway, money being spent uh, to create the tunnel underneath the uh, uh, the Hudson River, and we're talking about billions and billions and billions, and that should create some jobs. Can you fill in the American people uh, or New Yorkers uh, what's going on in this? Well, John, thank you for the opportunity back again on your show and talk about these issues. Yes, it, my opinion, it is all about the job creation. I remember growing up in western New York at a time when we couldn't find jobs anywhere. My entire family had to move elsewhere because they were not good-paying jobs. Today, it's a different dynamic. I'm impatient, and I'm working closely with the Biden administration and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to bring the money to New York to do these major investments, like the, like the Second Avenue subway. This has been talked about forever. We're finally getting it going. The MTA announced plans to go forward with a new contract, and that's going to be a way to connect East Harlem with the rest of the city. It's going to help tens of thousands of riders in a place where people don't have cars. It's going to come up, cut commute times. But the Gateway Tunnel, John, since it was compromised by Hurricane Sandy a decade ago, we've been on borrowed time. And to have what is the largest transit grant in U.S. history coming to New York because of the efforts of our federal leaders and what the arrangement I worked out with New Jersey, our governor of New Jersey and myself, we all had to come together in a way that is unprecedented to say, this is too important. We're going to get it done. And you're absolutely right, John. It is about the jobs that are going to flow for decades to come. Understood. And uh, I mean, those are, uh, how many jobs do you think, uh, I mean, it's like, $15 billion between the two projects. Yeah. How many jobs do you think it'll create? No, ten, you know, thousands, literally thousands of jobs. And these are going to be long-term jobs. It's going to take some time to build both. But these are the investments that our city has been waiting for. And the pandemic hit us hard, but we cannot use that as an excuse on why we're not investing in our infrastructure because this is the greatest city on earth. And it deserves to have the best, most reliable infrastructure. And that's another reason why, John, even the week before, we said we're moving forward with the plans to redo Penn Station. Penn Station, it is New York, let's just put it this way, deserves a better, more welcoming, brighter experience than people have right now when they come through Penn Station. So I have made that a priority. I've detached it from all the other issues that have made it uh, languish for so many years, and I'm impatient, and we're moving ahead with Penn Station as well. So these are all great developments to show the confidence that I have and the people have in the city of New York and its future. Now, the, then you got another major project, Penn, Penn Station. Anything else in the, uh, in the wind? Well, yes, yes, we have many more projects. We're continuing our investments out in Long Island and heading up Metro North. We're going to be expanding there as well. And, uh, and also even upstate, we have a lot of investments in repairing cities that were divided by infrastructure for decades. Buffalo, Syracuse, Albany, the Bronx even. We're, we're making up for a lot of lost time when neighborhoods were split by infrastructure projects that, that really had no, made no sense at the time. And we're investing the money to fix those now. So 
So I'm excited about this, as well as just the bread and butter, filling the potholes on Long Island. If you go back uh, two years ago, I said one of my objectives is to get rid of all these damn potholes that we have throughout Long Island and the Hudson Valley, and we are making progress. So these are just the quality of life issues that people care about. You just fix the roads, keep the streets safe, just worry about myself and my family, and then that's what we're doing, focusing on this in state government. So it's, it's a good time for New York. You know, we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, we have uh, Governor Murphy in, uh, uh, in New Jersey. Uh, I talked to him last week, and he was thinking of suing because of the uh, congestion pricing uh, uh, law. And uh, that is going to hurt uh, certain parts of our city, especially Manhattan, which is suffering. Uh, have you talked to Governor Murphy at all, and what are, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, and, I, and Governor Murphy and I are great friends, and I'll be, he's hosting the National Governors Meeting in Atlantic City just in a couple of days, and I, I sat with him at Dick Ravitch's funeral a few days ago, and what a, a loss of a giant we had in Dick Ravitch. So, no, we've talked about it, and I understand his position, but when you look at the real number of New Jersey residents affected, over 80% of New Jersey residents come to New York City for their jobs by public transit. So they want us to invest, and we can't invest in the infrastructure and keeping the capital programs on track without new sources of funding. So from their perspective, yes, there'll be some people affected. We have not determined the pricing yet. That's still to be decided by the Traffic Mobility Review Board. But this is going to be so beneficial for Manhattan, which is literally, John, paralyzed. I walk the streets of New York all the time. I'm constantly going up and down across the borough and it is great to see the people back it is great to see the tourists it's great to see uh, the commuters who are finding their way to their jobs it feels so alive again but it is also so congested that people can't move a bus takes forever to be able to get down the street cars are not moving delivery trucks are not making and worst of all emergency vehicles when your family your loved one has a heart attack and that ambulance can't get to them because they're jammed in traffic, we're going to be a model for the rest of the nation. We're going to get it right here. We're going to show people that we can be, do something good for the environment. We're going to do something good for public safety. We're going to do something good for the people who live here and also be generating the revenue so I have the money years from now to make investments. And people say, we're glad she did that because otherwise – our infrastructure would have continued to deteriorate, and I'm not going to let that happen. Now, we, we talked a, a, a few days ago, and, and, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The ugly, how do we make New York safer? And I understand that your hands are tied because the state Senate has put their foot down. The state assembly has put their foot down. What can the average New Yorker do? I mean, our stores used to be open to midnight, uh, the Gristini stores, the D'Agostino stores. People can't walk around uh, at night. They're scared. What can we do to make it even safer? Well, John, I, I understand that, and this is a real concern that people have had. And see, things really got worse after the pandemic. I don't know the causation necessarily, what that had to do with the pandemic, but it is real. But if you look at the statistics on the serious crimes that are now plunging, I mean, down 25% murders and shootings, that's really important for people to have that overall sense of safety. But what you're talking about is something that I addressed in changing the bail laws. 
back in 2018, before I became governor, the laws were changed, 2019, to remove the discretion of judges for many serious crimes and repeat offenders to say that you don't even have the option to consider whether you're going to hold someone and detain them until their trial or to have a bail that fits the crime. So I had to work through the last session of the legislature, and finally this time I held the budget up an entire month. It was a month late, and I was criticized for that, John, but I also said I'm not leaving here. I was applauding you. The bail Thank you. Thank you. I was applauding uh, you. <laughs> and we got it done. And now here's what has to happen, John. The judges now have to look at the power that then has been returned to them Look at whether this is someone who has been a repeat offender causing harm, where there has been harm before. He put new standards. Look at past record. Was there violence? Was there an order of protection violence? Look at the record of the person and don't just let them back out on the streets. My gosh, we have an opportunity here just to restore that sense of security that every single New Yorker deserves. And I'll be doing a press event with the mayor very soon. We work closely on this. We also worked hard last fall, and I brought state money for the first time ever, helping pay for law enforcement policing in the subway. And when people hear they're in a train and they hear the words, there's a police officer on the platform if you need help, I'm telling you that is a deterrent. and makes people feel more at ease, and I'm hearing that all over New York, people saying, I feel better on the subway now because we know there's law enforcement there keeping an eye on things. So we're not done yet by any stretch of the imagination, but it is nowhere what it had been before. And for people who say they're going to leave our state because it's not safe, I'm going to say my next question, tell me the city you're going to, and I'll guarantee, I can guarantee we have a better, a safer crime rate than you have in those other cities. Miami, Washington, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, even Salt Lake City and Austin. We are better off, but I'm not going to say that statistics should make people feel better. Let us keep doing our job and working hard to make sure that people stop committing these crimes and we can get New York back to the way it was before. Governor, I am still concerned about the safety, and I'm not going to lie to you. I am concerned about the safety, and, and people are concerned. My last question... Mm-hmm. Uh, my I'm, last I'm question, too, yeah. and I don't, I don't want you to think I'm not concerned as well. And that is why I am laser But some of the people, some, some of the people around you might not be telling you uh, the fear that people are having. I don't, I don't need anyone but, to tell me, John, because I know it and I see it. I, I take yeah. the subways, I walk the streets. It is real. It is real. I'm not saying it's not real, and that is why I am so committed to changing that and making people not just feel safer, but actually be safer. Understood. Last question. With a lot of people moving out, I understand the number was like 484,000. We had uh, Tom DiNapoli, the controller on. Uh, The budget is down in collections. Uh, What what do you have to do to deal with the budget being down uh, if they're already passing a budget? And I know you're busy signing, uh, uh, signing bills every day. Well, here's what I did last year, my first year as governor, and again this year. When I became governor in August of 2021, our state only had 4% in reserves. I had worked on 14 municipal budgets as a local official. We always made sure we had 15% set aside for that rainy day. 
I knew we could not survive an economic downturn if there's a recession or any loss in revenues coming from our high net worth taxpayers or Wall Street takes a dip. So I worked hard last year and this year, despite strong pressure to spend all the surplus money, I said, no, this is when we're going to put it in the bank. So therefore, we have significant, significant reserves, upwards of 17%. So that is what I'm doing is just bolstering our bolstering our resources and our finances. So if, in fact, the decline in revenues continues, and I do believe we'll be able to stop it, but right now it has been down, if we... If we run into a situation where we're lo- the loss is significant, I don't want to have to turn to New Yorkers and say we're going to tax you more. I want to tax them less. I'm going to tax that. them less. And now, I, now I'm in a better position because I took the effort working with our budget department to stash the money away, knowing that it is never always going to be a sunny day. I'm preparing for the worst. Governor Hochul, I pray for New York. I pray for our city. I pray for our state. We both love it. And I'd rather be singing a song with you, Come On Back. And uh, I hope we can sing that song together. I'm sure we will, John. Great talking to you. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much.